Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about sh- one shots or short adventures versus a long campaign and what what that means first, because I'm never sure what Saul's topics mean. And second, advantages and disadvantages to them. Right. I'm thinking about running a campaign and there's a idea of a long arc connecting all the campaigns together in one you mean co- connecting all the the setting or the the, the sittings of it yeah, or one long campaign where everything pertains to whatever started that campaign and then there's other adventure or the other campaigns where you just run separate adventures and as the gm you just kind of connect them together by presenting them to the to the players for example you know and i'm going to use my own experience for example which he always does that's the only one i have so when i when i first started everything was even we didn't really deal with campaigns i think my brother might have i don't remember but for me as a gm i remember just connecting adventures that i made up and to each other and that was the campaign so it wasn't really a campaign it was just a, a short series of adventures that the players went through as they progressed when I was reading about this topic, I came across a couple different articles. They're really old, though. I mean, not old. Okay, they're not old. They're from the 2000s versus the, we're in 2022 now. I think we are, yeah. And I think it was 2007 when these people were talking about this in some of the articles that I, that I read. And they were even starting to use the definition and I don't know really when this came into vogue but they were saying a campaign is like a movie or a, a TV series for the whole season versus right. a, a one shot adventure or an adventure where there's different adventures that your group is going on is more like just one episode right. of a show which yeah. I thought was interesting I hadn't really thought of it that way before but in one way I had, because I've read about things. We talked about a game that, I forget which one it was, where you were producing a TV show. Yes. And when we right, talked right. about that game, that like was like kind of interesting to me, the idea that you would think of an adventure as an episode and the whole season as the campaign. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, looking at it that way, it totally makes sense to me. When Being you, a child of the 80s, 70s, and 80s where... Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, there is like, there's the episodic TV shows that each episode really didn't have much to do with the other one. Uh, I can't think of one. Uh, I mean, the, Monster almost, of the Week, like uh, Supernatural? No, I'm talking about TV series. So. Oh, TV series. So like Friends, right? There was no long... Well, no, they had long arcs. I'm thinking more like maybe MASH and thinking more maybe along the lines of like Seinfeld especially because though they had some recurring things, there wasn't a long arc from one show to the next. The best show that I can think of of having this long arc would be Babylon 5, right? Well, because that's the way it was written. Right. So Straczynski had this idea of this long long series or five-year series. Five-year series. And it was a story that there was a thread throughout all the episodes or... uh, I don't know what you'd call it. This in- interconnected, this one storyline that, that the show was about. Of course, there were some episodes that almost had nothing to do with that storyline, but for the most part, that storyline was interwoven into each episode, sort of, right? And it was always kind of mentioned. It was always in the background. 
Where? It wasn't necessarily in each episode, but it was there was an arc. Right. So I was thinking of Seinfeld, where they're not really connected at all. They're just, well, because the show is about nothing, theoretically. E- each episode would was kind of in its entirety. There was no, some things stayed. Uh, I'm sorry I put you off on this on this TV thing. No, no, but it's a good example. It's an excellent example. So what I was saying back when I was a I was gonna. I'm basically my D and D career was usually the first few years was a, was a any campaign I ran. I ran were just separate adventures that I made up, and I and it and it was just the first. It was the first. It was just the only thing connection was the players or the characters. The characters went from one adventure to the other with no long arc that thing that they had to deal with or solve or anything like that. And I even did that when. When I grad, you know, in two thousand and one, when I, after I picked up third edition, I said, "Hey, let's start playing again." Everybody knows that I already who listened to this podcast that I got a bunch of people together. I think the final player count was thirteen, which was way too much, and started this campaign. And it was it was still a lot of in, un, unconnected adventures that players just ran through, and for the most part, it seemed to work. Everybody seemed to have a good time. It wasn't until they got higher levels and they were granted uh, uh, land, and so they became land owners. And then I ended the campaign because they got to tenth level, and then I started another one. And uh, the same thing. It wasn't until much later, when after my son was born, uh, that I decided to run, let's say, Storm King's Thunder, which I probably ran that what maybe four years ago. Yeah, before. that was quite a ways after your son was born. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But it, but it wasn't until, like, and my son was born in 2003. I started playing in 1978. So between two, 1978 and 2003, I never ran a long campaign that was an idea from that I had that connected everything together. I, I hate to tell you, but when I was reading about this subject, they, people would disagree with you. Because a lot of the people said that, a campaign dealt with the fact that it was the same characters, whether you're doing one-shot episodes or you're doing a long story arc. Right. It's the same character, player characters or characters playing. And as they go up levels, that indicates a campaign versus one-shots, which you could play a bard one time or and then, then make a new character for the next one. Right. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not. Ca- it's not a campaign, but it's not a campaign that that has this long arc to it. Right. There's right. A beginning and an end. And it's the same thing I did uh, with multiple campaigns. Even after with with the kids, I I ran them through all kinds of different stories. It was it was the only two long arc campaigns where there were not connect. Everything was connected, but they were doing something throughout the whole year and a half that I ran each one was The Return of the King, or not The Return of the King, uh, To the King, which was my own invention. And then there was Storm King's Thunder, which I forget which one I did first. I think it was To the King first and then Storm yes. King's Thunder. And those are the two long arc campaigns. Everything else was a bunch of short adventures or adventures that I cobbled together. And the only connectedness was the fact that the players were in them playing the same characters. Yeah, so Exactly. That's why your series idea and your show idea is very on point with what I'm saying. You know, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, the long connected storylines, right? 
I think they're a little bit harder to do right. versus just adventures where when that adventure ends, another adventure happens to be sitting at the edge of the town as the people are leaving it or as they're celebrating in the bar, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot of times because I, you know, I honestly I ran a lot of murder hobo games, they didn't have a base, right? The players or the characters did not have a home base. They were just wandering people who uh, we're helping people along the way, like the Magnificent Seven. You know, oh, this little town needs help. We'll stop and help them. And if they had lived, which they didn't, not all of them did in the Magnificent Seven. Oops, I'm sorry. Spoiler. Uh, they go on and do the same thing for another town or, or something else happens that they can, a problem they can solve. So that's, that's what I'm talking about is this episodic helping people out or solving problems versus the wow you know we got to deal with this problem and it's going to take a year and a half to figure out what's really going on or to finally end the, that campaign so your definition of these of a of an episodic campaign versus a long. long arc campaign is totally different than other people's oh okay all right because other people when they say one episode they're thinking about what you would consider to be a, a one shot game yes. and even they even say you know just because it says it's a one shot adventure doesn't mean it's only going to take one session to complete <laughs> yeah sometimes they can take a little longer we've discovered it takes around three to four sessions to complete a one shot depending on who you're playing with and what the how long the one shot is yeah <laughs> unless it's literally morgan saying um Okay, I have it's it's only three pages. It's gonna be three hours, <laughs> right? right? And he's pretty good with pacing. I, I think that's my problem. Is my I don't have a pacing. You, I have a pacing problem, right? No, you, you have a pacing. It's just a slow I, pace. I just think sometimes my games run fast, and I and the players run through it, and sometimes they don't, and I and I don't know how I can change that. Sometimes my ideas are like. Oh wow, they go through them real quick, and I'm like, man, that kind of sucked. But anyway, so the long games, right? So the, the, they have to be tackled a little bit different by the GM. In the long arc, first the GM has to come up with this grand story. I'd like to call it this, the grand campaign. Now I was talking about my past, and I I was gonna go through all everything that I had done, or basically played in, and I got to the third edition. I played that. And I was going to say the only game that I ran that had this long arc campaign was when I was younger, we were playing at the Scout House. And it was run by three GMs, my friend Mike, his brother Tom, and their friend Rick. And their idea was they called it the staff campaign. And there was this staff that was taken apart, and we were supposed to go out to different parts of the world and find the pieces of the staff. And when it was put together, it would be able to fight this great evil that was coming. Now, I, th I thought it was a pretty good game, right? The only problem was is that I think it was their first time GMing for us, for this large group. They probably played amongst each other, like at home, but for Mike and Tom, but I don't remember ever them GMing before. You had three people. You have this great idea. Well, I thought it was pretty great at the time. And you have different minds working on it. So I don't think there was ever a meeting of the mind. The meeting of the mind was, hey, what do you think about this great idea? And they thought about it, great, we should do it. And then that's the last time they probably talked to each other about <laughs> it. Because they would run into those problems where they would counter each other's ideas and, and things that happened. 
And because it was such, because of the situation that we were in, we were in this scout house that had like a large room, and then there was little rooms where the scouts could go and and meet with their own pack or whatever you want to call it, because each had like a pack or something. Or was that Cub Scouts? Anyway, so they had these little little rooms where you can break up into smaller groups, and so we are hardly ever utilize that. But with the grand staff campaign. They go, oh, we, each each GM can go into the room and do their own thing with, with, let's say you have a person or a group of people break off and go on their own, like split the party kind of deal. Well, you could theoretically keep playing without even stopping. And I think it worked pretty well, but every once in a while, like I said, there was a, not a meeting of the minds in the, by the GMs. And sometimes you just have to do stuff off the cuff, right? Something that you can't plan for and... How do you you can't leave and go discuss it with the other players or the other GM? So they had to do the call, and sometimes they were bad call replies, according to them. Uh, behind the scenes, for us, in front of the scenes, we were pretty happy playing the game. In fact, one of our friends, Mark Schmidt, who I regarded highly because I played in the game of his that was a D&D game that was set in Middle Earth, and I remember having fun, but I don't remember the details of that campaign, I don't remember what we were doing. I remember fighting orcs all the time, but uh, and and Mark Schmidt had these great miniatures that he used. But he he I remember him saying that the stat that's what we end up calling it was the staff campaign, that it was the best campaign he had ever played in, and I thought, wow, that's that's high praise for me. For it would have been a high praise for me, but it was for Mike and Tom and and Rick. So that that to me was the, the only time up in. The only time I played in a long arc campaign like that, almost ever, isn't until lately, within the last five years, that I started playing and running the One Ring, that me and Bay decided to run the Darkling of the Mirkwood together, and that's it. That's about that's about the only campaigns I've ever played in that had this long arc, and there was and and run. So, being that I've done both of them. The short episodic adventures connecting together by the characters, and then this long art campaign. The long art ca- campaign is definitely different way of running, and it's a different way of doing it. Right? There's certain considerations that you don't even think about when you're just running short adventures. Right. And uh, I think one of the things that you gotta gotta worry not worry about it, but I consider is making sure that the players stay interested in the game. Right. A lot of times that's not very hard, at least for my group. You give them a, a task and they're pretty committed. No matter how bizarre it sounds bizarre or or unimportant seemingly. The, I'm going to say that most role players are that I way. Guess. I'm going to guess yes. But every once in a while, you know, if, if the GM is droning on about something that you're not all that interested in, you might get a little bored or or you don't get to play... Or you don't get to do anything because somebody else is doing everything. Right. That's the GM style, but you're right. I think you still got to make sure that, that everybody, more or less, is interested in completing the quest, whatever that is, in the long arc campaign. That they don't lose sight of it. And a lot of that work has to be with what you put in front of them. Or reminding them, hey, you know, this not yeah, not directly, but in the during gameplay is that, oh, there's this big arc that you... There's a big storyline that you're following, and you got to make keep that interested, or else they're gonna choose the next shiniest bone that they're. Oh, let's go over there. 
which is not bad. You know, sideline quests are not terrible, but then you have to maneuver them back onto the main quest or the main arc. So I think that's a tough thing to do. And another thing is that as a GM is that you got to come up with something very interesting that you as a GM are, are going to be interested in telling that kind of story. One of the people that I was reading called it um, feeding them clues <laughs> through each episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I like that. I like that, that idea of, of having this long game that, that can last a long time. The campaign that, that when the story is done, it's like, wow, you know, like you were part of something big. And that can happen in an episodic type of campaign where you're, they're just in, unconnected, the, theoretically, adventures. But when you, it's like when I was, I was telling you or last night, it's like watching the, what is it, Star Wars, the original Star Wars movies, where you see Luke as this farm boy or water water gatherer i don't know what he is to becoming this hero of the of the burgeoning republic i think that's pretty neat i think and then in a campaign when when you basically end it and everybody knows that this is the end of the campaign it's like it seems to me like it the rare times that i played in the long campaign that there's this like sense of accomplishment like wow you know we finished we did this big deal and i'm sure you and i you know you kind of get that from a the old style of games that I used to run, the episodic adventures and just connected by the players. But a lot of times I think it's a little bit more oomph when you uh, finish this grand idea that you had as a GM and the players know that this is the end of the campaign. Storm King's Thunder, I think at the end of the campaign, the people were just happy that we lived through it because we were dealing with things that were way beyond our... Uh... <laughs> I think th there, there's that too. There's that idea that wow, we we made it. Is there a song? <laughs> I'm sure there's a song like that. And I think it's neat. I think that's a, a neat experience when, and I think role playing has has that is that kind of rare thing where kind of like when you finish that great series of books and like I said, finish watching the Lord of the Rings movies or the books, you're like, wow, that was a great story. Or and and, and you can and you can always go back to that story and relive it with your friends that you played with it and look at me i'm still talking about that staff campaign and half of it i don't remember so so it's pretty it's pretty interesting and i think there's though it's probably a little bit harder than than the other style of running the campaign i think it's also uh pretty rewarding in that sense more so than the other way but you know i i really do like the uh, other way of doing it where you don't ha have this great idea that or this long arc that's going to, from the very beginning of first level to, for me, it's 10th level or 11th level to, but other people, they go to 20th level. And they're just, like I said, they're just going from one town to another, maybe. Saving the world. Saving the world, you know, one adventure at a time. And then they get to a high enough level where they're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, the, this is it for whatever, whatever that is to some people. Some people, it's a certain level. Sometimes it's becoming king or whatever it is in the story but i think some campaigns are easier to run with the one adventure at a time idea like if you're like if it's a, a um, space opera as in any kind of space game where you're working for the space marines and right you're oh yeah or you're you get certain assignments and you go and you do it and then you can have the same characters but they're going to be different 
different adventures each every few weeks, right? Right. And I and I did that when I ran space opera at the con. I had this idea that I'm just going to run the same characters. They're going to run from one adventure to another and run. They're going to go from one adventure to another. Even if I go to the convention and they're totally different players, they're going to have the 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 character sheets are there. I I I think I've talked about I know I've talked about how I used to run the space opera game and then I would just leave the notes that other people left of previous games adventures it gave a little bit of weight to the game and it, a lot of people a lot of the people who played were like wow this is really cool i mean that when they looked down and they saw these notes that other people had written about previous adventures and they're like what is this what you know and i go i have no idea i i didn't write those and there's obviously it's not my handwriting because some of them were women or or some men do have nicer handwriting than i do because i'm pretty sloppy and some people just made lists of stuff that they had because like, oh, add anything that you think you might want, you know, that's odd. And so they would write it down so, you know, they don't have to like, oh, I'm going to bring this out of my hat. Uh, and a lot of it was just notes like, or even the names of the players, right? They would say, oh, you know, this character is Jim and this character is. And so when, when new players sat down and looked at the character sheets, they thought it was like, oh, this is not just me sitting down right now and bringing this guy to life or this character to life. This guy's been alive for a while and is he or she has been on adventures. And that really, I, and it just, I thought it was kind of strange that I saw that and the people felt that way, but it was interesting. And, it, and it, I think it gave gravity to the game somehow. It was very interesting. And I think, I was very happy that I did that when I noticed that, and it kept happening. And that's where I met Jonah, right? He came and played in my space opera game. He liked it so much, he would continually come back and play in the game. And he'd always take the same character. And somebody would go, oh, this, oh that's my character. And a lot of people would acquiesce and go, okay. And he goes, I've been playing this character for three years or four years or whatever. And it was fun. I mean, it was interesting. I think people liked that. So in that sense... It was episodic, it was but episodic. it was... Episodic. Because it was only one shots, right? Because it was literally at a convention. Literally at a convention, and even though the, the I had no long arc to the to the game, they were going on different adventures with the same characters, and and it's like some people would return and some people wouldn't, and new pay, players would play. Every time they sat down, they would go. And then there was one where this uh, this lady came in and played a character, and she drew like a sketch and so they go it goes did you draw that i go no that was, that was a player who wanted a invoking her uh her artistic talent to the game and i go and they were like wow i just left it there it's still there it's still in the character sheet in the little uh folder i rolled my eyes sorry <laughs> so I, I think the good thing about episodic games like that campaigns is that you it's easier to like play a different style game even if it's the same characters well interestingly enough <laughs> when i was reading about this you're they would consider that just a, a campaign because you're playing the same characters right going from point yeah a to point z in different adventures they would right. still consider that a a, a campaign yes. versus like a, a one shot or a so so that you could learn like they were saying that if it, they're new people, you should do like a one episode, right? So they can 
try out the characters and see what kind of character they really want to be. And then as they, before you do a campaign, because what if they have a character, they make a character and then they realize they don't want to be a ranger or they don't want to be a whatever. Right. It doesn't fit what they want to do. They had a, a different idea of what the character could do. Yeah, it makes sense. And this one guy said that he would hate to have to come up with a new idea and try it out and then decide he didn't like it like three sessions in and tell everybody, you know, and, or tell the GM, uh, I don't want to play this character anymore. I want to do something else. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the players that I got, most of them, they all play the character from start to finish. There was only a few people or it wasn't until Jason that he switched characters like pretty three-fourths into or halfway into the campaign and it was it was fine i didn't it didn't matter to me really but i had it had never it had never occurred to me to do that i think i just committed to the character that i play and i want to see where this character ends up and i think with him he just he just got bored with the character i think that's what it was and i think that's not fun when you're bored right so he came up with this character this other character that he liked more at the time and it was, and it was, and I could tell he was having more fun with that other character. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, when I was saying that episodic campaigns can be a lot more fun or a little bit more diverse, you can like, you could really go from one extreme to another. You can be on a pirate adventure one time and this climbing these Alps and another looking for a lost temple or something. That sounds like a lot of work <laughs> if you don't have a flying ship. <laughs> Well, that's that's the, that's what makes it tough is you have to climb up there and face all these obstacles and stuff. I don't think that would be a good idea with our party because we wouldn't make our climbing checks. Well, if you're playing D and D, they're pretty easy. So I think mostly most of my games have have been D and I I played D and D since nineteen was seventy eight, and I still play D and D now. So most of my experience has been that. But like I said, I have played other games i played dark conspiracy there was a a campaign book that i played or i ran and that was a lot of fun was it space opera like i said i never really had his big arc i i kind of did toward the end when i was running it at the conventions because i wanted to be heading towards something and i wanted the players to especially players who return to the game you wanted players to have a reason to be there right and uh, and players who there was, there was always a few players that would come back to the same game if they could one if they could get in and two if they made it to the convention and they would usually try to get the same character and if they missed an adventure they they want to know what happened and stuff like that you've done that with other games too where your Tecamo one that you ran you used the same characters in the same adventure and you got three different results every time you got a different result every time you ra- ran it yeah yeah that was because. One, it was a lot of work and to come up with a new idea. And I thought the idea, what do you call it, had legs because people kept wanting to play in it. And I'm like, oh, and I was just going to run it once because I, I had all those notes that I made and I waxed, waxed, closed each note. And it was a lot of work. but And I, painful for me. And painful for you because you burned yourself once. I don't think I asked you to do it for You me. burned me. <laughs> With the wax. Yeah. It's not really wax, though. It's this plastic sealing stuff. Which I discovered. And it burns like hell. So be careful with that stuff. But what, what my idea was, I thought it was pretty good. It was, and it was really, well, what, what I call it, well-received, right? People really liked it when I first ran it. 
and I was so, uh, what is it? People were so like uh, disappointed that they didn't get into it. That that you ran it again. That I ran it again, and I ran it again at DungeonCon. And again, like you said, I, I had a totally different result, and I was like, wow, because I had heard of other fellow GMs, Shannon and a bunch of his friends like Morgan, when they run games at the conventions, they'll run the same game over and over again. And even when I when I way back, this is before Augustine was born, when I was going to DungeonCon by my not by myself, but just with my brother, before he started joining me, Julian, I still remember that. I think I remember the name of the game. It was a Deadlands game called Cowpokes and something. I forget what it was, the second part, but it was always cowpokes and, and it was the same adventure. And I, and I could tell because I would go to the old, because I would get the old, what do you call it? The program book of the, of mm. the con and it would be the same game by the same uh, GM. And I'm like, what would be the purpose of that? I'm thinking, well, I know the purpose is one, as you run a game, you get better at it and then it becomes more. So I, even though I never played in that cowpoke adventure, Deadlands game, I was always intrigued by it. And then, and then after a while, after a few years, I'm like, well, I don't feel like playing it. Because like I, I knew about it already because I'd read, over, read that thing over and over again. But you hadn't actually gone to the game. <laughs> and I think when uh, Shannon and, and Morgan and other friends of theirs, I got to know them better. And uh, they were telling me about games they ran. I go, okay. And then, like I said, with that Tecamo game, people wanted to play it. In fact, I even ran it at a home game because... Shannon was one person who wanted to play in it and didn't uh, get to get into it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll run it for you guys at somebody's house. And it happened to be Morgan's house. And it was good. It was a good game. It was fun. I think Bay played in it. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that you got a little wall that I still broke a couple times because it was some kind of a, remember, the little wall that's like oh, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. styrofoam so, thing? Yeah, I made, I made a, a, a piece of terrain. The, the campaign, or the, not the campaign, but the adventure takes place on this road, road the Sakbi Road, they call it. And it's like a Great Wall of China, but imagine the Great Wall of China having three tiers. The gist of it is that the, the lower classes on the lower tier, businesses on the middle tier, and of course the elite people and the military use the top tier. Yeah, so it was a fun game. That was really fun. And I think I think that was probably eye-opening for me that I could run the same adventure over and over again until I get bored, at least. I think the uh, Chariot of the God, uh, the alien game is exactly the same way. I think I've run that twice or three times. And each time it's different because there's different players are going to react differently to their situation. They're not all going to scream running into the night? Well, that, that does happen pretty much often. <laughs> In that game, but they actually respond differently depending on... Their personality, right? right. right. And even though each character has the same personality in the game, it's pretty funny to watch because I watched it. I played in it once. I watched it once or twice. And every single time, the person who... The character that I played did different things than I did. Right. And so it made it most more interesting. They Some people take your... the What do you want to call it? Your your disadvantage not disadvantage but your character flaw or whatever more seriously than other people right other people totally ignore it and yeah other people totally play into it yeah. yeah some people go okay well i'm i'm addicted to these drugs that i need to get to the med med lab <laughs> to get and i need them all the time so like that's their main focus right and versus yeah. versus some people were like okay well uh i'm gonna be okay <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna power through this 
Right. <laughs> There's a freaking alien coming after me. <laughs> I think the best way to look at it is that short adventures or short adventures and ep- an episodic campaign is going to be a little bit different than uh, this long arc campaign. And both can be very rewarding. You know, I've run both. And I don't think most people had about the same amount of fun, even though I've never ran the same campaign twice. But people have, to me, the reaction is about the same, except maybe after like Storm King's Thunder and To the King, I think everybody was like a little bit more sense of accomplishment. You know, they were like, wow, we finished this campaign. I think it was more of a sense of relief that we lived. <laughs> There's that too, though. There's that too. We made it. I mean, this looks like we made it, right? You know, the very Manolo song comes up in the background. Uh, no, not really. But uh, sorry, folks, for that terrible singing. But. Uh, <laughs> And sorry if you don't know who Barry Manilow is. <laughs> He's this old dude that sings uh, songs. He writes the songs, I believe. Anyway. Anyway, I think both can be very rewarding. I would just give a little bit of an edge to this long campaign because I think when you get that kind of closure, it kind of means something a little bit more to the player. I mean, that's the character. Yeah. But the player, I think, sometimes players sometimes feel like wow we accomplished this huge thing and that kind of feeling lasts a long time and i you know i could still talk i could still mention those both of those campaigns to my players and they're like yeah that was a good game or like yeah that was pretty neat i like how we finished this blah 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 after like a year and a half of toil where you may not get that from this uh episodic type of campaign where you're just running them through different adventures. And Until they, they hit 10th level for you, and then, then they all need to make new characters and start over. They're too tough. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, we haven't finished the Darkness of the Mirkwood in the One Ring. Uh, because basically that group was supposed to be a bunch of one-shots, or two-shots, or three-shots a game. So, But we really liked the One Ring enough that at the time that we wanted to keep playing it, keep playing it. Uh, but as time does pass by, we get distracted by the new shiny. This new game pops up here and there, or games pop up here and there. And people want to play that. So we haven't played the One Ring in a while. Either way, long episodic campaigns or long arc campaigns, they're both fun. Uh, they're both very rewarding. You just got to choose which one you want to do. There you go. Good luck on that. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene.